Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Hey. She says she sees through me. And I find that confusing truth be lost in all this assuming. But she says she sees through me. She says she sees through me. And I find that confusing. Good morning, grinders. It is Saturday. Welcome back to the Weekend Grind Podcast brought to you by Rotogrinders.com. The Weekend Grind crew is in the building. I'm Josh Sir Giant. As always, with my co-host, Mr. Chalk, Travis Mangone. It's a beautiful day out here on the East Coast, just enjoying this weather. Uh, starting to get a little bit warmer, which is nice, you know, up from the single-digit weather we had. But, uh, you know, we got some basketball left before the All-Star break hits. So, yeah, it's going to be fun to, to play some DFS. Absolute chaos yesterday with everything going on. Uh, but Travis, how you doing today, man? Uh, it's good. Uh, yeah, just, uh, you know, the all revenge uh, narrative slate was fun. Uh, but yeah, on to the next one. We got a pretty solid six game slate, so no complaints. Uh, you know, just enjoying playing DFS and uh, hopefully we can uh, all have a good night tonight. Yesterday was crazy, man. One of the highest scoring slates we've seen in a while. People were breaking the 400 threshold. Uh, you know, you get to see that every now and then. But man, it looked like, you know, it was really hard to miss having a few guys in your lineup that scored like 60 points, right? Yeah, it was definitely uh, definitely a really fun night. I mean, all that value is what helped with the uh, cast. So all that just like cheap guys going off were pretty big. And uh, yeah, we don't think we'll be having that uh, on this slate. But uh, again, it's still a good one. And it definitely, uh, definitely one new, uh, you know, kind of get excited about because it's a little different, you know, not the stars and scrubs kind of build like I think, uh, you know, yesterday was. As usual, Travis will be writing the grind down for you guys. So make sure you go ahead and check that out on the main Roto Grinders page and give us both a follow on Twitter. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone. That's at Travis M A N G O N E. Travis is a great follow. Make sure you go ahead and check him out. Always updating news, always working on content, always doing shows. So uh, he's a guy you want to follow if you're, you know, just passionate about DFS or looking to get better. Travis is the guy to follow for sure. Um, but yeah, we got a nice healthy slate here for a Saturday, six games. Um, you know, nothing too heavy, nothing too light, kind of a nice little sweet spot. So, uh, plenty of, plenty of good contests to play and hop into, especially for a nice Saturday to, to enjoy the weekend and enjoy some basketball. So without, uh, without further ado, let's hop into the slate. We've got the Los Angeles Clippers against the Philadelphia 76ers. First game here on the main slate, locking at 7 PM Eastern time. Uh, looks like this is one of the, we, one of the two games. So two games don't have any line set yet, um, from Vegas. So we don't have a total or a spread, but I imagine that this game will be, you know, a little bit high scoring and, and fast paced between the Clippers and the 76ers. Now the Clippers, if you haven't been following, lost Blake Griffin, lost CP3, obviously he's over in Houston. So, uh, it's kind of a different team, but they do have Tobias Harris over there now. And, uh, Gallinari has been stepping up on the 76ers side. Uh, Travis, does this feel like a day that they're going to sit Joel Embiid? 
Uh, yeah, it looks like it's going to be a possible day that they sit Joel Embiid. It's one of those things we just have to wait for, and we're probably not going to get word until like 5.30 or so, I'm guessing, when the Sixers normally give us our information because it's a 7 o'clock uh, game. So, yeah, just kind of we need to stay tuned for that and see what they do with Embiid because uh, we're not going to have news for that for a little while. Uh, I mean, if Embiid's outright Sarge and Covington become plays you want to get exposure to, Ben Simmons, he's another guy, and like J.J. Redick, all four of them. I'm going to be prime beneficiaries and guys are going to want to look to target on the Sixers side of the ball. So, yeah, I think the MB news is definitely going to be uh, important and kind of just have to wait and see on that. Uh, so, yeah, it's, that's just one of those things we just have to wait for. It's We can't really, uh, you know, project what's going to happen because we really don't know. You know, it's interesting to me because uh, looking at the uh, the Clippers here, you know, the only guy I have projected to score over 30 fantasy points is Lou Williams. Uh, everyone else here is under the 30 fantasy point mark. I mean, that that should say a lot here, right? Uh, I mean, I like some Clippers here. I don't think they're a bad play at all. I, I like Lou Williams more on FanDuel. His price tag at 6800 is too cheap. Uh, on drafting, it's a little expensive, but I like Lou Williams a lot. Um, I think Austin Rivers is a guy that we need to start taking notice of. Uh, you know, people may think uh, Austin Rivers, like, you know, why we want to have any interest in him. I mean, the price is ridiculous. It's 4500 Yesterday, he played 31 minutes and had 25 fantasy points. I mean, there's, you know, some upside there for him. We've seen Austin Rivers when he gets going and starts making shots. He just isn't afraid to shoot it. So uh, I know it's not the same exact Clippers team, right? We see Austin Rivers really chuck when, like, these guys are down and injured. But, uh, you know, with the kind of a deeper lineup, right, Austin Rivers, Avery Bradley, Gallinari, Harris, and Jordan, uh, I still think Rivers at this price is in play. Say Rivers was like 5500 or 6000 right? I wouldn't be as interested. But at this 4500 price tag on uh, fan, and then DraftKings, he is, I, I forget the price, but he's in like the four, it might be like 47 or 4,900. It's just still too cheap for Austin Rivers. So I like him a lot, especially, you know, we like to take guards against the Sixers. So Rivers and Lou Williams are like the two guys I'm really targeting right now. If we don't get a beat playing, I think DeAndre Jordan is interesting on DraftKings at 6,700. So I think he'd be coming play. And then even Gallinari, I think there is still like some nice safety with him in cash games and some upside. So I don't hate these guys here. I think like Avery Bradley, he's a tough roster just because of the inconsistency. And Tobias Harris is starting to get a little priced up. Uh, for my liking. So I still think there's a lot of interest to have on this Clipper side of the ball. I know I kind of touched on the Sixers real quick, but I think like Sarge and Covington are like the main guys you really want to look at if Embiid sits. And then like Simmons and Reddick, they're like secondary options for me. And they're, they're, like I said, they're, they're okay plays, but uh, we really need that Embiid news. And if Embiid plays, uh, I think DeAndre Jordan wouldn't be a guy I really want to play. But if he doesn't play, like that would just be big for Jordan. Like I said before, uh, on DraftKings, I just see him having like a nice double-double uh, with some upside if Embiid sat. Yeah, for sure. Um, I agree with you about Austin Rivers, man, playing a ton of minutes. You know, we haven't really got to see him play in this kind of situation where he is going to be the lead dog. Like, he's going to be the main guard here. He's going to be, you know, running the point. So this is something we should certainly take notice of and certainly take advantage of while the price is low. If he's going to be playing 30-plus minutes a game, um, you know, if he's under 5K like today, like, you know, you, you kind of got to load him up against a team like the 76ers that uh, is fast-paced and gives up a ton of points. And I agree with you on the 76er side. If Embiid's out, I think Covington and Sarich are the guys. You want the homie in there uh, if Embiid's out. If Embiid's in, it does lose interest in DeAndre Jordan. That's going to become a pass then for me. Uh, but how about Ben Simmons here, Travis? Yeah, I mean, he's fine. Uh, if I think like how he becomes in play for me is like, 
Uh, there's not a lot of spend up options. So if I get like enough value that I feel like spending up on him makes sense for all points wise. Sure. I think he's fine. I'm okay with it, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I don't love him. Uh, I think he's okay. Uh, I don't think, you know, the odds of him, like, you know, paying off a of value, I think are lesser than a lot of other plays on this slate. But again, sometimes you just kind of take raw points at times, like, right on a site like Fandle, if you have to play two power forwards, uh, sometimes you kind of just get forced into paying for a guy like that. And you're like, sure, he's a fine play. I don't mind it, but uh, I don't know. I don't, I'm going to try my best to avoid him, but I could see if him falling into my lineup because I don't hate him. He's a secondary play, but uh, I'd rather try and look at like guys like Sarich and uh, Covington instead. If Embiid's in, by the way, I'll like Simmons more. Um, he picks up a ton more assists when Embiid is in there, and, and I think that's something to take notice of. Obviously, the usage goes up with Embiid out, but uh, he seems to perform better with Embiid on the court. So, um, But, yeah, so anyone else you want to mention here in this game? Uh, yeah, no, that's about it. I think this is definitely one, you know, we don't have the total for yet, but it's one that we're going to want to get exposure to should be, uh, two, you know, top 10, uh, pace teams going at it. And they're really just holding the line for the Embiid news. So uh, definitely a game. I think you want to try and get some exposure to on this slate. All right. Next game on the slate. We do have a total for two Oh six and a half is the total. We've got the Milwaukee bucks in Orlando against the magic and the bucks are a four and a half point road favorite here. Um, Interesting plays here on both sides. Uh, I, you know, Henson is back and playing again. Uh, it's like the battle of you know the backup centers here with Henson and Biombo. You know, um, got the Greek freak who I think is an excellent play here on this slate. I think that he is going to continue to go under owned in a spot like this against the Magic, who struggle against opposing small forwards. And uh, Eric Bledsoe is probably the guy I'm going to really be targeting on the slate. Man, seven point one k. On DraftKings and on FanDuel, you could get him for 8K. But, uh, man, this uh, this Orlando team is just not good at defending opposing point guards. They just absolutely struggle. So, um, you know, looking at these numbers here, like they're 26. Orlando, 26 in the league at defending opposing point guards. Uh, they are 17th in the league at de defending opposing three-pointers. 25th in the league at defending opposing mid-range jumpers. And uh, Bledsoe played them one game this season, played 27 minutes, and scored 32.8 DraftKings points, so uh, over a fantasy point-per-minute average. I see him playing more minutes tonight in a close game like this. Uh, but, yeah, Bledsoe is, like, I'm, I'm really in love with Bledsoe on, on this slate. And um, on the other side, Aaron Gordon uh, still out. You know, Simmons gets a boost, obviously. Um, you know, but it, I don't know. It just, for me... It's going to come down to uh, what the situation is going to be in Orlando when they roll out the starting lineup. Uh, we're going to have to have interest in DJ Augustine, right, Travis? Uh, yeah, sadly. Uh, I mean, I think it's more of a DraftKings play. Uh, if you look at the price tags around the industry, you're getting Augustine for, I believe it's 4700 Let me pull it up again real quick. Uh uh, I'm stuck on the Bulls, my bad. Uh, Augustine, 4700 So, uh, yeah, I think on DraftKings, he's like one of those guys you want to like just uh, get a ton of exposure to an elite value play. On FanDuel, it's a little bit tougher, though, right? Uh, we're not getting a bargain on him. We're getting him at 6200 So, can we pay 6200 for DJ Augustine if he's going to get me 40 fantasy points like he did last time? Of course I want to pay for him at that price, but... I'm not expecting 40 again. I think he's more of a DraftKings play. FanDuel, I think he's fine, but uh, it's just really on DraftKings. He's going to be an elite play, more of a secondary play on FanDuel for me. Someone that you can consider, yes. Uh, Joe Augustine is definitely on the list. Uh, Evan Fournier is seeing a nice usage bump. He's up to 26% usage. It is a solid play. Uh, you know, not the greatest matchup for him against the Bucks, but 
I understand if you want to play him. Uh, Jonathan Simmons, I think he's just going to be worried about Giannis a lot on defense. I think they're going to use him there. So I just feel like I don't need to really play Jonathan Simmons here. He'll just be uh, too worried on the defensive end, and I know there's upside, but uh, he's got such a wide range of outcomes that I'm more of a cash game guy. I don't think Simmons will fit my construction today. Mario Hazonia, he's at the same position, small forward, and he's just been a lot more consistent, a lot more safer. Uh, last seven games, 25 minutes or more in each game, at least 20 fantasy points in each game. Uh, Mario Hazonia is a guy like way more than Simmons, so that's the guy if I play any small forward from the Magic, that's who I would side to. And then if we look at the uh, Bucks. Uh, Bismack Biombo. We know the one spot to really target the Bucks is through the uh, big man position. And Bismack Biombo, I think this is a good spot for him at that price tag. He's around like $5,000 range on both sites. How do we not have some ex- want to get some exposure to Bismack Biombo here? I don't, you know, love the pace of the game for the Magic. It's a pace down, but uh, we just, you know, we've been targeting Bucks all year at the center position. So how do we not like Bismack Biombo, right? Yeah, I feel like you kind of have to, right? Especially on DraftKings at 4.9K, you get the double-double bonus over there too. Um, I think that he's a great play here against the Bucks uh, for sure. Uh, still meat on the bone there, right, Travis? Yeah, definitely still a guy that you can consider. Uh, if we look at the Bucks side of the ball, I mean, I, I think Eric Bledsoe, I agree with you on your call with him. I think he's someone that you can consider. Uh, Chris Middleton, he, for some reason, has not really uh, benefited from the Brogdon injury, it seems like. It seems like Bledsoe's really been the guy benefiting. So, uh, I don't know. I don't think I need to go with Middleton on this slate. Giannis is one of the best spend-up options. There aren't a lot of spend-up options, but he's one of the best ones. I think he's a guy you're going to want to get some exposure to on this slate. And then we really have to see what the uh, Bucks are doing Jabari Parker. He's 4200 on FanDuel, 4500 on DraftKings. Last couple games here, or I'll give you the last four games that he's played. 14 minutes, 17 minutes, 20 minutes, and 18 minutes. What are they going to do with him this time? Is he going to get that, you know, 22-minute bump or 24-minute? Uh, we have to wait and see what they're going to say. But at that price, that's too cheap for a guy like Jabari Parker, especially a matchup against the Magic. Uh, I think Jabari Parker is firmly in play, someone that we should be considering. Uh, and It's just too cheap of a price tag. So let's wait and see what the minutes are. It's going to be something to monitor on Twitter throughout the day. So uh, don't forget. Him. Yeah, I can't wait to see uh, Jabari Parker get healthy and start really getting involved, man. Uh, really a shame what happened to him his rookie season. So good to see him back. And, um, you know, kid's super talented. If he could just stay healthy, uh, you know, I think that he'll be uh, someone that will be rostering in DFS a lot. So definitely keep an eye on him. Uh, anyone else here you want to mention in this game, Travis? Uh, no, I think that's about it. Uh, I get like, if people are like, Hey, John Henson's price tag is 5,300 on DraftKings. Yeah. There's upside there. I get it. Uh, and it's the magic, but I don't know. I just don't think I need to do that on this slate. Uh, and he's way too expensive on FanDuel at like 6k, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Again, I just think I don't need to be doing that today. I think there's other, other options I'd rather play. Yeah, for sure. I mean, they got a healthy roster now, which is back. So he's going to be in in minutes, you know, it just, not uh you know we don't need to target that front court front court too hard there um but all right let's move on to the next game we got the Washington Wizards in Chicago against the Bulls 214 and a half is the game total Washington 6 point road favorites John Wall still out Sadaransky still slotting in as the starter uh Chris Dunn still out um today for the Bulls Man, what a game by Grant last night right I mean I hope that you had him uh, it seems like everyone had uh during Grant last night and he absolutely smashed. So uh, is this a spot where we target him again with, with Washington basically having no no real point guard over there? 
Uh, yeah, I, I like Jerry and Grant. He's someone that I definitely, uh, definitely am considering on this slate. I think it's more of a uh, DraftKings play. Fifty eight hundred is kind of expensive, right? I don't know if I want to spend that price on him. He's, you know, he's Jerry and Grant. Uh, fifty eight hundred is a lot. Fifty five, uh, just fifty, uh, not fifty five hundred, five thousand dollars on DraftKings. That's a lot more appealing, right? So I think he's more of a DraftKings play for me. Same with Zach Levine. Do I want to pay his price? on Fandle, sure, he's an okay play on Fandle, but on DraftKings, that price is way too cheap. Like, uh, we're getting him for 6400 Last three games has 36 or more DraftKings points per game. Trending upward, I mean, this is a great spot for Zach Levine. Do I worry a little bit about maybe a little hangover game after the revenge game and, like, back-to-back, uh, second night of it? A little. Uh, it's not the greatest matchup in the world, but I do think Zach Levine is in play here for sure. Even Justin Holiday, I think he's cheap. I think you can get some exposure to him, and he's fine. If you look at some of the forwards, though, like the Lori Markinens, the Bobby Portises, and the Robin Lopez's, uh, just not the greatest matchups for them. And I don't know, Lori Markinen kind of disappointed me yesterday, so I'll likely just stay away today. Again, I think he's a guy that has upside. And he's a really talented player, right? And you know, sometimes talented players can, uh, you know, just thrive no matter what. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I just I don't think the front court is really my main target in this game with the Bulls. I think it's mainly the uh, the guards and like the kind of the uh, you know backcourt. You know who I really want in this game, right, Travis? Uh, yeah, who's that? I want Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal is in an excellent spot, man. Uh, Chicago, 24th in the league against opposing shooting guards. And last time they played, Bradley Beal absolutely shredded them, dude. 39 points, 9 assists, 2 steals. Uh, no, 9 rebounds, 9 assists, 2 steals. He, he almost put up a triple-double last time out. He went 39 points, 9 rebounds, 9 assists, and 2 steals. Um... And that was in that's like that adds up to seventy DraftKings points in just forty four minutes. So, uh, you know, with Wall off the court in the same matchup, nine K on DraftKings, like give me all the Bradley Beal over there. And then on FanDuel, I think he's still he's a little expensive over there too, right? Ninety three, yeah. Just give me all the Bradley Beal on this slate, man. This is just like an absolute smash spot for him. And you know, the spread suggests that this game is going to stay relatively close. It's only a six point spread. So if Beal is out there for 40 minutes on the court, he's going to be shredding the Bulls apart for sure. Yeah, I think he's okay. Uh, I think you kind of get forced into him today. I think it's like one of those things where like there's not as many pay-up options, right? It's like if you look at like the elite plays normally, like the guys like the LeBrons, all you know, the Currys, the Chris Pauls, there's not a lot of those on this slate, right? Uh, so I really think you kind of get forced into playing him. And I, I think it's a fine play. It's not one of my favorites. I think he's expensive, 9,900. 9, sure, I get what he did last game, but obviously that was a ceiling game and that was one of those out-of-nowhere games. But we have seen Bradley Beal not been as like good as you would think, right? If I told you, uh, you know, this guy is $9,000, uh, and without the best player on the court, has a 27.2% usage and is averaging 0.94 fantasy points per minute. Uh, would you think his name was Bradley Beal, Josh? I don't think you would think that. That's what's kind of frustrating with him. So I prefer Otto Porter more so at his price, to be honest. Like, uh, he's just a little bit cheaper, and I get like you know 25.8% usage and 1.18 fantasy points per minute. And uh, I don't know, I like Porter's upside a lot too. Again, I think Bradley Beal's a fine play. I actually think he's someone that ends up making my cash game roster because I think I just get forced into him because of uh, just like there's going to be value that opens up, right? And I think I'm just going to get forced into him, uh, just paying up for him for the safety and security of the points. But uh, I do worry about his upside a little bit. He's more of a cash game play for me than a tournament, in my opinion. I just like Porter better when he plays the four. Um, you know, and he's he's kind of playing the three now with Morris back. Uh, any interesting Gortat here against uh, against Rolo? I feel like he he will probably be 
on the court for as many minutes as Rolo's on the court, right? So um, he might get some extra minutes today if, if they decide to, to keep Robin out there trying to grab some boards for them. Yeah, yeah, I mean, sure. I, I just I cannot be playing Lake Marsh. Like I'm not playing Gortat or Robin Lopez or any of these guys. Like there's just other centers I'd rather play. So uh yeah, it's gonna be a pass for me. I get it though. Markeith Morris is questionable for this game, so like that obviously could help him too. But I, I kinda like King in on the paper company. Give me some Michael Scott, man. Uh you make hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So uh Michael Scott is uh someone that I think is a really good value play. Like we can't not consider him on this slate. I think he's gotta be someone to like. He's just min priced uh on FanDuel really cheap on DraftKings too. Like how can we not like him? And it obviously help us jam in some other plays. So uh, yeah, I think Michael Scott is going to be a, uh, you know, a guy I definitely looked the roster here, especially if, mainly if Markeith is out. I need Markeith Morris to be out to really pull the trigger on that. And then Kelly Oubre kind of becomes an interesting term to play if that happens too. So uh, there's some things to like here on the wizards. I, we haven't talked about Thomas Sanaransky either. Uh, again, I think he's like a fine play. The matchup's good, but uh, I just think there's other ways I'd rather spend my money at point guard. I don't think spending my money on Sanaransky is the right call today. So, uh, yeah, that's about it for me on this game, Josh. But I think there's, you know, that Markeith news is going to be very big. Yeah, yeah. I like the little Dunder Mifflin call there with Michael Scott. Uh, uh, you missed 100% of the shots you don't take, right? It says uh, Wayne Gretzky, Michael Scott, right? Oh yeah, of course. Yeah. He's, Michael Scott's the man, so I have to give him a little little shout out because he's uh, you know he's a legend in uh, in TV for me. Classic, you know. Yeah, same, same. Um, all right, so yeah, there's definitely some value in this game, as we mentioned. There's definitely some guys to target. Uh, as I mentioned, I'm in love with Beal, so just wanted to put that out there. But uh, but yeah, so uh, anyone else here you want to mention before we move on to the next game? Uh, yeah, no, I think that's, uh, I think that's fine. Let's head on over to the next one. All right. The next game, another game, that, the second game on the slate, second and only game left that we don't have a total for is the Los Angeles Lakers in Dallas against the Mavericks. Like I said, no total, no spread. Um, you know, Dallas, a down pace team, Lakers, an up pace team. So we'll probably fall somewhere in the middle here. I expect to see a total in somewhere in the low two hundreds for this one. But, uh, but yeah, man, like there's one guy that was really standing out to me when I was looking at this game. And that's Julius Randle. Uh, guys finally getting minutes out there absolutely smashing. Dallas ranks dead last in the league at overall rebounding um, against power forwards and small forwards. They rank uh, power forwards and centers. They rank 28th in the league at defending that position. Last time he faced Dallas this season, put up 42.8 DraftKings points in 33.3 minutes. Um and he's just been, you know, consistently going out and being productive. If you look at his game log, you see him doing it. And as long as he gets the minutes here against Dallas, since they're so poor at defending the glass and defending the rim, uh, I see Randall just going out there and just completely smashing. The problem is his price tag has gotten up a bit, right? So he's 7000 over on DraftKings and on FanDuel. He's center. He's locked into the center position to 7200 But I do think there's upside here, and I think he could be like a tournament-winning play if you get him into your lineup uh, somehow. So Randall is the guy that I'm really, really targeting hard here on the slate, but uh, on this game um, in particular. But uh, Travis, what's your take here? Yeah, uh, I think Randall's a really great play, someone to definitely like. Uh, over on the Lakers, I mean, he's someone that you're going to have to love. I know the pace is definitely something to be slightly concerned about, right? Pace down game for the Lakers, but 
Julius Randle is definitely going to be someone that I want to get my rosters. Even Brooke Lopez, I don't hate him. Uh, I think he's firmly uh, in play. Just, you know, he's someone that we haven't really been playing all season, but he's getting the minutes now. Uh, it's starting to get pretty secure here. Last four games, 27, 34, 23, and 24 minutes. Uh, we haven't seen that, like, massive Brooke Lopez game. And, you know, he's kind of been shooting the three ball a lot more, uh, you know, in the past year or so. I could see him maybe putting up a bunch of three balls and just like, uh, you know, the Mavericks are really bad at rebounding. I'm not saying Brooke Lopez is some prolific rebounder, but if there's anyone he could get rebounds against, this would be the spot. I mean, this guy's like one of the worst rebounders in the league. So maybe he falls into some, uh, he's been rebounding a lot better recently. So, uh, I don't hate Brooke Lopez. I think he's an okay play. Julius Randall is my preferred center target though on the Lakers with, uh, you know, trading Larry Nance and Jordan Clarkson out of town, will, like, Channing Fry be available? And will Isaiah Thomas be available? Well, it looks like Thomas will not be, so we don't have to worry about that. Uh, Channing Fry, I don't think we have to worry about him either. So, uh, you know, with those trades, Kyle Kuzma, I think he's a really interesting play. He got priced up on FanDuel to 6500 because FanDuel, they are acting much sharper than other sites. And let's see what DraftKings did. DraftKings, they have him at 5500 So Kuzma is going to be a pretty elite play over there on DraftKings on FanDuel. Uh, yeah, it's definitely a lot tougher to roster, but I still think he is uh, certainly in play and someone to definitely be considering. Uh, Brandon Ingram, again, he's another guy that you should probably like here. Uh, you know, just the amount of like usage that he's going to get. The offense is going to start running through him a ton, so I like him. And then I don't hate these guards, too, and like Josh Hart and KCP. I think they're guys you can mix and match throughout your lineup. Hart's starting to get a little expensive for my liking, so he's probably the guy I stay away from. And I more so look at KCP just because of his cheap price tag. Starting to play a little bit better, so I kind of want to get on him now while I can. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. KCP is certainly a good play here. Um, Any interest in any of the front court guys here on Dallas? Maybe some like Old Man Dirk or some Powell? Eh, uh, man, I'm not a Dwight Powell guy. Uh, I, I don't know. Let's see what he did last game. I'm kind of curious. I, he's he's been playing well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I see. Uh, I don't know, man. I just Dwight Powell does not do it for me. I mean, it's really been benefiting from the Harrison Barnes injury. So uh, I, I think that's really where the main benefit for us. And I'm assuming Harrison Barnes is just going to play in this game. He's probable for the game, so that should hurt uh, Powell a lot. He's starting to be increased. I'll pass on Powell. Uh, I like Dirk against the Warriors. I kind of called that he'd be a good play, and that ended up hitting. You know, he had the 51.7 fantasy point game. Uh, I'm not trying to strike, uh, you know, twice with Dirk Nowitzki. That's very difficult to do. Uh, sure, the pace up game against the Lakers makes sense. Uh, so I think he's an okay play. I don't hate him. Uh, just not one of my favorite plays. And he's starting to get a little priced up, right? 5,900 over there on uh, FanDuel. DraftKings, he is uh, 5,200. So again, uh, if you're noticing a trend, Josh, uh, prefer him over on DraftKings. Uh, 5,900 is a little expensive for Dirk, but I still think you can get some up, uh, you know, some upside and some nice cash game safety with Dirk at that price at 5,200. Uh, again, Dirk's not my favorite play in the world, but uh, I think he's okay. Uh, if you're looking for some Dallas guys and you're forcing me to pick some, he's he's an okay play. Uh, I prefer Dennis Smith Jr. a lot more. That's a guy I like a lot. Like, even a Harrison Barnes, those are like the two guys I would key in on. Uh, that I can expect some pretty good games from. So, uh, you know, pace up game for them. Dallas is the 27th uh, pace uh, team in the league versus the fastest pace team. Uh, Dallas is going to be a team that we have to be considering on this slate. So, uh, yeah, my main targets are Dennis Smith Jr., Harrison Barnes. Don't mind mixing in maybe some Wes Matthews and some Dirk here and there. And J.J. Beret, too, right off the bench. Uh, again, it's like one of those situations, right, when they played the Warriors the other day. 
Uh, we had to like some of these Dallas guys because of that just massive base up game. And again, they're in a similar situation and it's just against a much worse team on defense too. So uh, Dallas is going to be a pretty strong target of mine. So, uh, just like great guys to mix and match throughout your lineups. Yeah, that makes sense. I can agree with that. Uh, anyone else here you want to mention? Uh, no, that's about it. Obviously, the Dallas and Lakers game is one you know game you don't want to uh, you know miss out on. So uh, yeah, don't don't forget that. One. Yeah, yeah, definitely agree with that. All right, let's move on to the next game on the slate. We've got the San Antonio Spurs in Golden State against the Warriors. Two seventeen is the game total. Warriors massive eleven point home favorites here on the slate. Uh, do the Spurs have the talent, or you know, do they have the roster here to compete with the Warriors, or do you think this is going to be pretty one-sided? Kind of makes it tough to, to target Warriors here, right? So, what do you think, Travis? Yeah, I don't know. I, it's tough. I don't love the Warriors here, but I talked about it again. I think we can end up like forcing ourselves to you know, kind of pay up for some guys. I think if you force me to pay for any Warrior today, uh, the guy I want is Steph Curry. Uh, I think he's just the guy that you mainly want to target in on. So, yeah, I, I like Steph Curry. I think he's going to be an elite play for me and a guy I definitely want to get some exposure to. Just the problem is I don't know if I need to spend my money on him. Uh, if I do think I need to, I, I'll love to play him, but uh, I don't – I'm not going out of my way to roster him, right? It's just one of those things I think uh, the way my construction will go, I think I'll kind of end up landing on him. And I, I obviously want to get some exposure to this game, right? Uh, it makes sense to get exposure to this game. It's, you know, the, it's the Warriors, but just the pace down game, right? That's the one concern. But uh, if we expect the Warriors to put up uh, 114 t- uh, points, someone's going to get some production. So, uh, yeah, Curry's probably my favorite play on the Warriors. And then, uh, yeah, I think that's all I'm really going to focus in on on them. On the Spurs side of the ball, you have to like them uh, with the pace-up game. Uh, you know, we got guys like Patty Mills. Uh, he's going to enter the conversation as a nice value play with Murray out. Uh, Patty Mills is likely going to start. So, uh, you know, Tony, Park- Tony Parker's out too. So Patty Mills is going to be a value play that we have to consider on this slate. On FanDuel and DraftKings is going to be a guy that you want to get some exposure to. LaMarcus Aldridge, uh, you know, I-, I believe I saw a quote. Steve Kerr said he's like, uh, one of the best post players in the league. I think that's where the quote was. And coming off of 250 fantasy point games against Phoenix and Utah, and now this is a pace-up game against the Warriors. Like, how do we not like LaMarcus Aldridge here? So if you can pay up at power forward, uh, I don't mind paying up for a guy like LaMarcus Aldridge. I'd rather pay for him over Ben Simmons on this slate. So uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is a guy that I'm definitely going to key in on. Uh, I also don't hate Pau Gasol. I think there's uh, some opportunity there for him. So, yeah, I think he's a guy that maybe you can, uh, you know, take a shot on in tournaments. But my main targets right now are uh, Patty Mills and LaMarcus Aldridge. And, hey, like, uh, you know, I know Kyle Anderson hasn't been the greatest recently, but uh, I don't hate taking a shot, maybe a deep shot in tournaments. But it's really Aldridge and Mills are my two favorite on the Spurs. And then uh, I guess I'll run it back with some – with some uh, Steph Curry. You're not in love with the Bertans play? Eh, I mean, like, I don't I don't know. I, I just don't love playing Bertans. I'm already, like, king and more so on Michael Scott. So uh, I'm just assuming that what's his name is going to be out. I think Bertans is a fine play. It's okay. Uh, you know, not one of my favorite plays. It's just uh, there's other guys I like. So I'll probably pass on it. Okay. Anyone else here you want to mention? No, I think that's about it. Uh, yeah, I think just on the next game, yeah, this, this is gonna be a fun one to like to watch. It could be definitely, uh, it could be a blow up, or also could be close. But uh, yeah, from a DFS perspective, it doesn't seem like the most appealing game on the slate. All right, yeah. So we're gonna go to the battle of the teams that are terrible at defending opposing guards. So this should be a major, major shootout here. Denver Nuggets in Phoenix against the Suns. Two nineteen and a half is the game total, and the Nuggets are seven point road favorites here um this is interesting man like do we just fire up the guards and go nuts 
Uh, do we, you know, Josh Jackson has been a great play. His price tag is still fair, you know, fairly, uh, fairly low. We've got Greg Monroe in Boston now, so he's gone. He's away from the Suns, so that kind of like opens up minutes now in the front court for the Suns. Uh, do we just fire up Jokic here because, like, you know, he should be able to absolutely smash against, you know, the the Suns front court now and and down low over there. Uh, like, what do we do here, Travis? How do we handle this game? Uh, yeah, so I guess let's talk about the uh, the guards, like you said. Uh, you know, I just don't want to disrespect Garrett Harris. I know you said this is a battle like guards that don't play D, but, like, man, Garrett Harris is really good. So uh, he get, draws Josh Jackson, it looks like he draw today. So I don't know. It, it just depends on who Garrett Harris is on, right? If he was on TJ Warren, I really wouldn't want him. Like, you could obviously, you know, change Harris and Barton, right? We have Barton currently on Warren and then Harris on Josh Jackson, but I could obviously see it be reversed. So uh, I obviously – want either Warren or Jackson, which everyone's not on, uh, you know, not getting Gary Harris defense, which everyone is, I'm definitely slightly worried about. So there's reason to be concerned about playing like a Josh Jackson or a Warren. With Booker being ruled out and Alfred Payton recently getting traded there, he also got a haircut. So the fresh haircut narrative is there. He didn't cut it all off, though. He still got a little bit of that thing going on. So uh, Alfred Payton, I think, is a really good play here. Gets, uh, you know, a team that's ranked 27th against point guards. It's a new team for him. Granted, it's going to be, you know, a different situation and maybe tough for him to settle in at first. But uh, I like Alfred Payton. think he's a good tournament play. In cash games, it's a little tougher. But tournaments, I like it. think he's someone we can consider. Uh, and then, I mean, that front court, I guess, right, you can maybe get some Chris exposure, but I don't know. I just don't think those guys in the front court are really that necessary. It's mainly my focuses are on Warren, Jackson, and then uh, Peyton, and kind of trying to figure out which ones are the best ones there, and Peyton probably being my favorite, favorite one at the moment. If you look at the Nuggets side of the ball, like, don't, uh, you know, don't, Trap, don't feel like you get trapped into Wilson Chandler. I know the you know the Suns are really bad against uh, forwards, but Wilson Chandler has been absolutely awful this year. I know the rank 30th against power forwards, but don't play Wilson Chandler. Don't really, you know let that uh, kind of fool you. Jokic is a great play if you can pay up for him. You know, nice pace up game. He could obviously crush. So I like him. You know, Jamal Murray, Gary Harris, and Will Barton. I think they all have upside. These games more so fit for me like Will Barton. I like him in these like fast pace up and down games where you can just like thrive in transition getting like steals off of like, you know, sloppy turnover. So I like Will Barton a ton. Uh, I think he's got good upside. Jamal Murray, I like a lot too. If I had to rank him, I'd probably go Jokic one, uh, Jamal Murray two, and then uh, probably Barton three, but it depends on Gary Harris's price compared to him because you can kind of typically get Gary Harris a little cheaper nowadays. But have to love a lot of Nuggets here, right? Uh, definitely a good spot for these guys. Yeah, for sure. Definitely have to love the Nuggets. Jamal Murray is definitely on my radar. Jokic on my radar. Gary Harris, I think, is good for cash games on the slate for sure. He's a nice late night hammer in your cash game lineup. He's not going to let you down. Uh, you know, six point five on DraftKings is a nice fair price, and over on uh, on FanDuel, you get him for let's see. I think his price is pretty fairly, uh, yeah, sixty seven on FanDuel. So like as opposed to seventy five for Will Barton, I'd rather take Gary Harris in cash over there on FanDuel. If we're talking like roster construction, just for the discount and the stability that he'll bring to your lineup. Um, this is certainly a game you want to have some exposure to, though. Definitely, with, without a doubt. Uh, so is Devin Booker certainly out, or is he? I think he's a game-time decision today, isn't he? He's questionable. So, um, uh, Yeah, he's questionable. I'm, I'm just assuming he's not playing. I mean, they said, I, yeah, okay. So they said that he's not expected to play. 
Yeah. So, all right. So if he's out, then yeah. I mean, Alfred Payton, like what a like what a spot for Alfred Payton to like start off and like you know start have us like start fresh with a new team, fresh haircut, like you said, like you know, kind of just like welcome, welcome Alfred Payton to the Suns kind of situation, you know, into the youth movement. Uh, I think that it would this would be a good spot if there if there was a great spot for Alfred Payton to like show off his skills in a new team. This is this is the matchup to do it right. Yeah, I think it's 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 a good one. Uh, again, it's it's the first game there, though, right? So there's definitely reason to be concerned because he's got to get acclimated to the new situation. Uh, but I, he's definitely a guy that I'm going to be looking to play uh, going forward. So uh, yeah, I think he's a good player. Like, are you going to get a lot of usage? So, so and again, it's like first situation. You know, uh kind of just temper my expectations. Also Saturday time, so uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of uh, you know don't don't go too seems like it's a pretty dream spot. You know the issue I'm having with roster construction on this slate is just there's so much value everywhere. It's hard, and it's it's probably you know, the problem is there's value in positions where there's so much depth. So there's guys I want to spend up for, but there's also guys you could save with. So a site like Fanduel is is really tough to construct your roster today for that reason. Uh, DraftKings it's a bit easier because of flexibility. But uh, a site like FanDuel is kind of tough to, to construct here with, with all the guys that um, you have available at each position with value and and with um, spending up a little bit. So uh, it's going to be interesting to build rosters on the slate. But, yeah, that's it. We covered the slate for you guys, man. Uh, you know, we hope that you enjoy the games today. We are going to move into our lock and load section of the podcast to close it out. Travis, you got one in the chamber ready to go? Uh yeah, I'll give you uh DraftKings. I got one ready to go. Uh, I mean, it's it's DJ Augustine. Like he's just too cheap. Like don't miss out on him. Uh, even in cash games, tournaments, like this price is just too cheap. They totally misprice him. Uh, one thing I've been pretty frustrated with DraftKings about is I just think their pricing is not tight at all, and it's just uh, annoying, right? Like I like seeing a site like FanDuel. They understand, hey, DJ Augustine is going to be a good play going forward. He's going to get more minutes, so they made him sixty two hundred and made the decision actually a difficult one to make, right? So when you actually have to think about on DraftKings at 4,700, just lock them in your lineups. It's very simple. Uh, Josh, give your lock and load play of the day. And then I'll, uh, I'll find a FanDuel one to uh, play for you while you're uh, talking about that. But DJ Augustine on DraftKings, way too cheap. Yeah, I'll give you my DraftKings lock and load. I'll do one for each site. So my DraftKings lock and load for the slate will be Kyle Kuzma. I feel like he's extremely mispriced too at 5,500 in this matchup against Dallas. Dallas ranks. Dead last in the league at overall rebounding. Same reason that I like Randall. I like Kuzma, except for Kuzma comes at a lot cheaper of a price tag. Positional, uh, flexible positional eligibility. He could play small forward and power forward. So you can find a way to fit him into your lineup. Love that about him too. And just as a little bonus, the last time he faced off against Dallas this season, he played 35 minutes, put up 38 DraftKings points. So, you know, over a fantasy point per minute. He should get that same minute allotment now in uh and the new rotation with you know, Larry Nance gone and a few other trades happening. So um, I think that Kuzma is going to be the guy that in the beginning of the season. People wanted him to get more minutes, and now he gets the spot. So lock and load Kuzma on DraftKings today for me. Uh, do you find a fan duel lock and load, Travis? Yeah, I'm going to give you two over there, actually, just because one hinges on an injury. But, uh, yeah, if Markeith Morris is out, man, give me Michael Scott just for cheap. I, I like him a lot. I think he's a really good value play uh, against a Bulls team that, uh, you know, playing in a fast pace, doesn't play a ton of defense. I think this could fit him really well. So uh, I like the paper company. Give me a little Michael Scott. 
for this slate. I think he's a really good value play. Just make sure Markeith Morris is out. I, I think he still could be an okay play if uh, Markeith Morris is out, but if Markeith's out, then I think he's a nice like smash spot for him. So big fan of him. And then Lou Williams, 6,800 price tag. He's just too cheap on a guy like Lou Williams. So uh, I like him. I do worry about him because it's the second night of a back-to-back. Uh, so, you know, jump shooters, I worry about that slightly, but too cheap of a price tag for a guy like him. So give me Lou Williams. All right. My fan, I will... Give you a two. I'll give you a two for one, too. Why not? Brad Beal, definitely lock him in on FanDuel where, you know, you have to roster two shooting guards for me. I'll be locking in Bradley Beal and my lineups just because uh, the, the, the matchup is too good. And, you know, he's worth spending up for on the slate. And if for my value lock and load, I think Austin Rivers at 4,500 against Philly is too cheap on FanDuel. Love him over there. You know, like you go DJ Augustine on DraftKings on this slate and then you go Austin Rivers on FanDuel, right? That's like that's where you get your savings at point guard. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. On FanDuel, I don't think you're going to have to save a ton at point guard. So, I don't know. It really depends on construction. Like, uh, you know, guys I love, like Steph Curry, I think he's going to be a guy I might, I could see myself getting forced into paying up at. Like, Jamal Murray, I love against, uh, against, uh, Phoenix. So, I don't know. It's definitely an interesting slate, right? It's, uh, all about building your lineups from the ground up. So, it depends on what value kind of opens up. One guy we didn't mention, too, that I think needs to be mentioned, uh, is Danny Green. Probably going to play a lot of guard minutes. They're going to need him defensively. So, uh, he could be an interesting shooting guard. So we didn't talk about him. All right, so that's it. Give us both a follow on Twitter if you haven't already. You can follow me at Real Joshua Giant. You can follow Travis at Travis Mangone. That's at Travis M A N G O N E. Make sure you check out his grind down piece on the main page here at Road Grinders. Always does a fantastic job. Definitely, you know, make sure you give that a look. And uh, feel free to, to shoot over any questions or comments or anything you want to talk about on Twitter. We're there to talk to you guys. And of course, we'll be back with you guys tomorrow. So enjoy the games tonight, and we'll be back with the weekend grind in 24 hours or less. Um, <laughs> for my co-host, Travis Mango, I'm Josh Sir Giant. See you tomorrow, Grinders. Peace out. She says she sees through me And I find that confusing Truth be lost in all this assuming But she says she sees
this assuming But she said she sees through me She said she sees through me And I find that confusing Truth be lost in all this assuming But she said she sees through me Shorty got a temper, temper, ayy If you listen, it would probably just answer all your questions Anytime I mention it, it's there for you to reference You may see your own reflection She said she sees through me And I find that confusing Truth be lost in all this assuming But she said she sees through me card, you earn 4% cash back on dining and entertainment. Does that include dinner at that new French place? Yep, 4% cash back there. How about bowling with my friends? Yeah, 4% cash back on that too. Nice. And that'll be a rewarding weekend. Because with the Capital One Saver card, you earn 4% on dining and entertainment. So when you go out, you cash in. Capital One, what's in your wallet? Terms apply. Capital One Bank, USA NA. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Ooh, the moon, yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.